Through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. I shall fear no evil. The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. I shall not be afraid. You are always right there with me. You are always right there. You are always right there. You are always right there. Every other person might leave. Men will fail. Men will leave. Men will fail. Men will leave. But there is a God that sticks to the end. There is the God that stays.
Zipo Bushka Pandeski Panduski Ila Brakadosa Sabrandushka Libra Kapanduske Libra Kapapandi Kidabushka Pataya Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus You are good you are good you are good you are good all the time we've come to give you thanks and we come to give you praise wherever you are whether you're clusters embassies whether you're overseas it doesn't matter because there's no location there's no boundary there's no territory there's no uh, borders in the spirit Give him thanks and give him praise. Let's do this corporately. Shekila Brakatos Kapande Kadaya. Oh, Shekila Brahmamando Kabade Koskapande Ikabala Basada Bashada Dabosa. Abba Kekaile Brakatos Kapande. We have come to worship you, O oh God. Makaile Bradosa. We have come to sit at the throne. Makabala Basha, the throne of grace. Mande Kobaba will come. Leba Shadadabosa before the one who is, who was and is to come, the Almighty. Lebra Kados Kamanda, the one who has no beginning, who has no end. Lebash Kapando Koraba first and last. Le Kobando Shkapande Keila Bababa. Osa, the one who sits upon the circle of the earth. Makabandos Kapai Rakada one who has the earth as his footstool and heaven as his throne. Makaba the God of the stay and the staff. Lebra Kapandosh Kamande Kete wheel within the wheel. Oh, the one who walks upon the wings of the wind. Ekayadaba Shataya. Oh, God, the glory and lift up of our heads. Mande Kabaskopa. Roko, the rock that is higher than I. Makalaba, the rock of habitation. E the rock of salvation. The nail that's secured in the first place. Ekadaba Sedebosa. Oh, Kabalaba Sheketete, Makandosh Katai, Abba, we have come to praise you, O oh God. We have come to worship El Shaddai, the multi breasted one, Labra Kadabasa, the one who is inexhaustible. Abba, Basa, you cannot be depleted. The one who holds the waters of the earth in his hand. In the hollow of his hand. The one who measured the hills and balance in his scales. The one who measured the dust of the earth in a span. Shaba Kelabatosa Maka wherever you are just give him thanks give him thanks give him praise call upon his name call upon Yahweh he is the gift and the giver Makalabasha he is a war ah he's a poet and a warrior he is the spirit of prophecy never early never late he's a precision of his scripture he's a light before Genesis was Makayadabasha he is the glory that thunders Makayadabosa 
Radabaseke labasotos, Makadabaskete, Labaka Yadabashataya, O Makandos Kapandekete, Abba, the word you said to us last season. I said, ah, the Bible declares, at the entrance of your word is light that gives understanding to this simple. As we go into 2023, oh God, ah, we are theme is government, governance and governing. Government, governing and governing. And Lord, the word, the corporate word for our house, for our apostolic houses, says let the let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love of your unfailing let the book her let the book her in this season of god you've told us to instruct our mornings to instruct our mornings to take hold of our dawn and shake the weakness of the evil thereof this is a sea change. You moved us uh, where we were comfortable in Hangalane to the city. Appropriately called King's Way. King's Way. As you revealed to the apostle, there is a nation. Uh, the nation of the UK is crying out. For the manifestations of the sons of God. Leba calling, where are you? As we as we attend the school today, O oh Lord. As we enlist in the school of the spirit, oh God. Quicken us. Quicken us to traverse, to travail. Quicken us, oh God, that we may do business in the deep. Quicken us, oh God. Give us the anointing of the seer and the nabi. Give us the anointing of the nabi. Makalaba sekeredebosa, maka no more milk. Oh God, we come for some meat. Ekala, talk from eternity now. Spirit of the sovereign God, spirit of revelation, spirit of truth. Makayalaba serebokota, rekana malobokota. We were told when a sermon on Sunday about being updated. Help us, oh God, to focus in and hear what the spirit of the lord is telling us regarding our lives in this season where we may have missed it oh god give us grace in this season give us grace to pray grace to intercede grace to fast the grace a Baba said that's required for a season of supplication and prayer and intercession. Rekaraba Shadai as we take to the cities. Makayada, London, Sheffield, Nottingham, Edinburgh, Leba Shaka, and everything in between. Brakat as we do road trips, oh God. Makayada Basede, that your will be done. That your will be done. Rekaraba Sekete, help us. Makayada Daba, the things that we affect in the spirit in the unseen cause realm let it come to pass oh marka in the earth let us eba construct our reality hey our new creation reality our lives no longer be a footnote 
in a volume in a book that is written of us but let us walk out oh god give us the grace to walk out that which you have written about us for out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. For out of Zion comes the perfection of beauty, O God. For we have not come to Mount Sinai, but we have come to Zion. Mande Kadabashata, we are called by your name. Abba, born again, born from above, with the incorruptible seed. Maka Shedebosa, ah, washed in the blood that speaks better things than of righteous Abel. Maka Yadabaserebo, ah, to Jesus, the ah, off and finisher of our faith, our high priest, our intercessor. Ekadabasha, he's made us a kingdom of royal priests. We don't have Urims, oh God. We don't require Urim. We have your spirit. The spirit of God that dwells within us. Makaya quicken us, oh God. That today we will do. Uh, we will do and we will transact in the deep. Makabale brakados kapande kedabashataya. Rokopa. Zeke labradabaskopa. Oh, yedebobushkatai. Today we will do business in the deep. We place a demand on the spirit. We will have divine yes, visitations. Yes. Hallelujah. Rokomande Yadadabandosh Kataya. E se commandosh katan in Jesus' name. Le coviata vadante. Le coviata vadante. Yesuria cabal. Yesuria cabatine de bopodi. Salabonde kiliabas coria tela. Sabe, come on, someone lift up your hand. Lift up your hands tonight let's just take a couple more minutes and give oh maliko i sense an outpour in this season i sense an outpour in this season the whole day i've just been in a very strange place with a good foreboding you know the way you feel when you know you just have a feeling something bad's about to happen i just have a feeling something good's about to happen and even right now as we were worshiping and praying it just that feeling is building it's building we're in a season of visitation we're in a season of visitation and and hear me hear me for some of you i understand i was praying for you today i know that for some of us the the pain of consistent disappointment the pain of consistent disappointment makes it almost impossible to sustain that level of faith in this moment ah the bible says when the fullness of time was come there are some 
there are some moves of god that are not dependent on quote and unquote your immediate faith they're dependent on the faith you had at some point like sarah you can come to the moment of isaac's birth and laugh because you don't believe anymore and god says sarah see this is beyond you now this is above you now so let's take a moment and give him praise let's take a moment and give him glory tonight thank you for your goodness thank you for your glory thank you for your glory immortal invisible God only wise, enlightened accessibly, hid from my eyes, most ancient, most glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious, kalavunta vatwa, kelebo satya, alikomba, alikomba liatinana. Fathers, we go into your word tonight. Be present to do us good. Mm. Let your word come today, Lord, like the executor of a will. And you get a blessing and you get a promise and, and you get a breakthrough and you get an inheritance and, and you get a lifting and you get a consecration. Let your word tonight be effective. Let it be effective. Let it come like a hammer. Come like a fire. Come like a rain. And Father, I ask you as a down payment, would you begin to heal right now? All around this virtual room, healings, 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 migraines healed. Eye pressure situations healed. Eyesight issues healed, healed, healed. The eyes, the eyes. Lord, would you heal the eyes tonight as a prophetic sign that you are upgrading perspectives and vision? Would you shift every eyesight condition under the sound of my voice? Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Yahuwah. The name of Yeshua, sorry, the son of Yehovah. Now, Father, would you heal posture problems tonight? Every infirmity that affects the posture as a prophetic sign that you are rearranging the structure of lives and destinies. Spine conditions, yes, foot conditions. Everything that affects your posture, hunchbacks, lekuria, weak, glu weak glutes, and 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 akunam prekatia kwalafatia, and pectoria na sulepa na rukete And Father, would you heal heart conditions as a sign that you are restoring heart conditions now valves veins arteries ah strokes reversed in the name of jesus oh thank you that when i ask you here when i pray you answer 
do it tonight as a sign of your goodness do it tonight as a sign of your goodness for it is in the name of your holy child that we pray we give you praise somebody somewhere would you clap your hands oh you people and shout unto god with a voice of triumph come on somebody shout unto god with a voice of praise lift his name on high hallelujah Ola finantua thank you thank you for national shifts thank you for a shift in the nation of nigeria <laughs> thank you for the reverse jackpot that Ena Tavia that is about to happen over the next decade. For Nigeria shall be a praise in the earth, and the nation shall come to her borders. For out of Nigeria, the perfection of beauty, the Lord is about to shine. For the one who walked in the midst of Egypt on the day of the last plague is about to visit the tents of wickedness in Nigeria. For the Midianites will not live to see this morning. We give you glory. And we give you praise. In the precious name of Jesus. Oh, isn't he good? All right, folks. Welcome to the quorum ayetoma welcome to the quorum welcome to the presence of the lord tonight i am fired up in my spirit i am ready to dispense the counsel of god in conjunction with you tonight we will journey into a far place in the spirit and we will not come back without spoil this is not any normal wednesday it is not a normal season. Jesus. All right, before I go into the word of the Lord tonight, I just I just want to uh want to address some things in the prophetic very very quickly. Um I I spent the whole day in a very strange place. I woke up um prayed, had a great time awesome great is not a good enough word had an awesome time in the presence of the lord uh rodney good to see you tony well good to see quote unquote you uh my girlfriend dr jockey who is in another room in the same house good to see you uh, i know kadesh and jeremy are watching online in another room in the house good to see you boys um gerald minister g good to see you um i I was in a strange place today in a good way in a very good way um i couldn't really explain what was going on um i couldn't really explain what was going on i just knew that there was this suspension in the realm of the spirit and i spent the whole day asking god what what is this i'm sensing what is this i'm feeling i don't uh, you know, many times as prophets or as prophetic people, we just assume 
that we can interpret and things ourselves and because it makes sense. But I just knew that this was something I needed God to really break down to me. And so I spent the whole day in his presence, just kind of brooding over what this was. And the answer came in the last 30 minutes or so. Um, and I remembered that this was the exact same way I felt, ladies and gentlemen, in between my final exams in university and when we graduated. And it hit me that the spirit realm, and if you've been at the altar or the quorum, sorry, for a while, you've heard me teach about the language of the spirit. Uh, and one of the languages of the spirit is uh, knowings, sightings, knowings, sensings. And so there was just this knowing that I've been uh, processing all day. And, and the Lord finally made it clear that this knowing was the knowing that a threshold has been met. Mm. A threshold has been met in the spirit. Hear me, somebody. Um, now, I know this applies to me personally, but trust me, I, I know in my spirit as well that I cannot be the only person that this applies to. First of all, uh, God doesn't deal with me as a, as a person on my own. Uh, I am a father, I'm a husband, I'm also a spiritual shepherd and a patriarch. And so many times, nine and a half times out of ten, when God begins to deal with me in ways like this, uh, he's including everything or the majority of the things that are connected to my jurisdiction as well. Uh, but I also believe that beyond my jurisdiction, uh, that there is a people, a group of people who are about to matriculate and or graduate in the realm of the spirit. That a season uh, has come to a close and what you are sensing is the shiftings in the spirit that suggest that there is another realm about to open up. Uh, and if you fall into that category, then I rejoice with you in advance. Uh, and as, as, as the Lord began to deal with me earlier in the day, before the last 30 minutes I told you about when that came, um, I basically, I said, Lord, there are people, many of whom I know, a few of whom I pastor and or shepherd or oversee, who will not have the emotional strength to process believing you for anything in this season. I told him, I said, Lord, sorry, people who are tired, who are weak, who have been frustrated, battered, abused by life, who believed in the previous season and in their opinion, didn't see it come to pass. Uh, and, and I have a word for you from the Lord, if that is you. And the word is this. It's a two-part word. The first part is tell them that they will see neither rain nor wind, but the valley shall be filled with water. In essence, there are things God is about to do in this season that you don't need to bake your noodle about how it will happen because he just do it supernaturally. One of, the one of the reasons he will do it supernaturally is that he understands that you will lack the emotional fortitude to cooperate if much is required of you. In essence, if there are things that you must do in this moment. Now, don't get me wrong. There's things you must have done in the past if you fall into this category. God is saying that the, the human element, the, the side of human involvement has been satisfied. In this season, he's saying, I will, as God, 
take full responsibility for what is going to happen because I know that like the men at Ziglag, many of you will be too tired to pick up your weapons and pursue the Amalekites. And the second thing he said, uh, so, so that to tell them no wind, no rain, but the valley will be filled with water. And then the second thing he said was tell them, like I just said, that I will not require much beyond belief in this season. Belief in me, not believe that something can happen. God is saying, leave the something can happen element out of it. Just make sure nothing destroys your belief in me and in my capacity. Mm. As long as your, your theology of me as omniscient and omnipotent is not affected, everything else he says, I will orchestrate for. There is a wind of favor that is about to blow on a people. And, and I'm just, I'm excited because I know I'm one of them. And I'm telling you, not because I hope or because he told me, but there's a wind of favor that's about to blow on us that will not make sense in the rate of destiny acceleration. You are going to wonder where the people who are suddenly going to be drawn to you and to favor your destiny purpose, you're going to wonder where they have been all this while. In fact, in the case of some of them, they will have been around you for a while. So you will wonder, you've always known me. You've always been aware of me. In fact, you have always interacted with me. What has changed? Why are you suddenly so aggressively, uh, aggressively, help me out now. I'm looking for the right word in English. Invested in me. And the answer will simply be that a season changed. Mm. The answer will simply be that a season changed. And I want to warn some of us very carefully. The Lord also said to be sure that there is no ounce of bitterness, unforgiveness, or, or a demand for negative restitution in essence it's not the time to settle scores and say where were you when i needed you sometimes they say well when i was a nobody you didn't care about me and now i'm going to show you no god is saying in this season that part of the requirement to flow in this uh high tide that will lift all boats is that like joseph with his brothers and like david and his the, uh, David and the men who refuse to fight at Ziglag, that there are people you will have to treat like they were always by your side. You will not be allowed by God to demonstrate any iota of grievance, comeuppance, or ungodly restitution. And that your and I say you, I include myself, your ability to walk in that level of love, forgiveness, and divine simplicity will itself be a judgment mark against some people while being an inspiration for others to fully surrender in alignment to the God that has brought you this far. Yes, yes.
Um, uh, let me take a second just to address kingdom culture real quick before I move on to the word tonight. And if uh, we'll see, maybe Nigeria as well. Um, if I have time when I'm done with kingdom culture, kingdom culture, listen. Um, we have been in a birth room for a long time. We've been in labor for years, for the better part of a decade. The baby is about to be born. And the Lord says that when a woman is in labor and in pain, when she gives birth to a man child, she forgets the pain that she was in. Kingdom culture, God is about to make us forget our pain. Literally. God is about to cause us to forget our pain. Corporately and personally. Mm. But God needs us, including in a personal level, to let go of some pain. Mm -hmm. It's a trade he's offering. If you will let go of, of certain types of pain that is in your power to let go of, I will cause you to forget all the others. There is a wind coming from the south and the west, and it's bringing peace and restoration. It's bringing joy and rejoicing. It, it will gladden. It will be like a warm, fuzzy blanket. In addition to the physical manifestations of God's goodness and restoration, he will heal your heart, says the Lord. Our heart, says the Lord. And, and I, am, I am excited to receive and to release that word. Um, about Nigeria, we'll deal with that in another forum. I was tempted to make tonight a prophetic forum to address some of the things the Lord showed me concerning Nigeria. Uh, but I did not feel the release. And so when I do feel that release, we will do that at some point. If you are on Instagram or Facebook, um, go to either of my um, thingimi, jingimi, sungimi, dingimi. Go to either of my Facebook or Instagram accounts. And uh, I gave a snippet, a, a snap on Twitter as well. Trevor Messenger on all platforms. I believe Facebook, no, Instagram and Twitter, Cherub Messenger. I don't know what my, Insta my Facebook handle is anymore. But I released an excerpt of a word to Nigeria. It's just an excerpt. There's, now, for those of you who've been praying with me in private over the last year about Nigeria, uh, you, you have a far better understanding of that excerpt. But if you just stumbled onto it on Instagram or Facebook recently, uh, I will explain it in more detail later. There is, it, the, the word didn't come yesterday. <laughs> this word came along in advance. And, and like I said to some of you last week when we were praying in private, the Lord specifically said to me, your assignment starts when the election counting or when the election po uh, voting, not the counting, when the voting is over. So uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear God say who was going to win, but I had a very, uh, very clear sense in my spirit that the natural expectation of those who mean praying and organizing for Nigeria's freedom was going to be disappointed. So I wasn't surprised when we saw what happened, but God had spoken in advance. And I'm saying Nigeria rejoice. Believe me, uh, I I'm telling you, rejoice, right? It's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's on, it's on YouTube now, so I can't run from it. This prophet is telling you, rejoice and watch the lord work over the next few years concerning nigeria it'll all make sense um i'll probably do uh, a separate forum about that to explain in more detail what i saw what i heard and what i the mind i told you that i was uh you know what let's put this let's let's shut the keys down or i just i feel like continue to prophesy when i when i have the kind of atmosphere uh 
we went into the concept of priesthood and the place of a believer's embracing the identity as a priest in their season of elevation. Uh, and we explained that contrary to what you might have believed by hearing me teach for the last two years, there is more to priesthood than just a lifestyle of prayer. In fact, I explained last week that if you understand the assignment of being a priest, prayer becomes your natural response to that assignment. So the assignment of a priest is not just to pray, but you will realize that you cannot fulfill the assignment of the priest unless you are given, you have a life that is given to prayer and intercession. And we, ex we explain the concept of a priest as being a holy entity, an individual whose life is set apart for nothing else but the agenda of the deity to whom he's a priest. He may have a wife, he may have children, he may have other, uh, 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 or husband or children, if she's a lady, they may have other uh, expressions of their time and activity. But being a priest means I understand that whatever I am, whatever I do, whatever I'm involved in, my primary responsibility is to be holy unto the Lord. In Lord, as a husband, my enjoyment of my wife emotionally, sexually, and the societal sta status that comes with being seen to be a family man are valid while secondary dimensions to my priestly role as a married man. I am not a preacher or a pastor or an apostle or a shepherd uh, because I want to grow a church or because I want people to carry my bags or call me daddy or papa or pops uh, or because I want to have a voice to a generation. These are all, and you might even argue some of them are not necessarily valid per se in the ways in which they happen in our generation. But largely, these are all valid uh, secondary and I would argue tertiary benefits but my primary assignment as a shepherd, an apostle, a man of the cloth, a clergyman, a cleric, a pastor, whatever you want to call me, a prophet, whatever, is that there is a priestly assignment that heaven is trying to accomplish. Yes, Chrissy, yes, yes. There is a priestly assignment that heaven is trying to accomplish that requires me in that office. And so I am a priest because I am a holy unto the Lord. My entire life is for his glory. But we also looked at the fact that Jesus told the disciples or prayed about them that uh, we can be in the world while not being of the world. In everyday life, in essence, priests who can live a normal life and bring the holiness of their lives being consecrated to God into that space. Mm. Someone say, mm. all right. So now let's take this a bit further. Before we go to Romans chapter 12, uh, let's go back and finish up something we looked at last week real quick. So we were looking last week at John chapter 17. Uh, I just remembered that there was something I said I would address that I haven't had the chance to address before we go to Romans chapter 12. So John chapter 17, uh, let's share this screen and let's dive in. Let's dive in. Right, cool. 
John chapter 17. Let's do this, yeah? So in verse 19, Jesus says something very important. Uh, one second. Give me a quick second. Something just happened here. Uh, okay, cool. So, the concept of thine here is exclusive. In essence, he's saying they completely belong and I am glorified in them. Now I'm no more in the world. He was still alive. Physically. But he was saying, I'm exiting the system. I'm exiting the cosmos. They are going to have to replace me. But these are in the world. Jesus is saying here that from the moment he had this conversation to the moment he died, he was no longer in the world. He was in the earth, but he was not in the In essence, he had exited the, the structure, the operating system that governs reality in, our, in his day. And so when the Bible says you are in the world but not of the world, it's not saying that you are alive because you can be alive and not in the world. God wants us to be in the world. He, the instruction is that we must be active participants in a dimension of, his, of, of, the, of the everyday reality of life in our day. We must be ten toes down to use the millennial expression, in the operating system that governs life. And I'm not talking about the seven mountain uh, 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 doctrine, although it's similar. I'm not talking about saying, okay, I'm going to find any more from this point till his death. He was alive. He was on the earth out of the ecosystem or the operating system, sorry, of the cosmos. But he says, well, these are there, so keep them through your name whom you have given me keep them through your nature the word name in the greek is the word noma let's go back there chrissy in essence it is the nature of god that is a, uh, you know what let's let's just I, I'm, I'm trying to be quick to get to romans 12 but let's 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 take our time let's take our time okay so Let's first of all look at the word keep. It's the word terio. Terio means to attend to carefully. To take care of, to guard, to keep one in a certain state, to observe, in essence, to watch over, to reserve something, to preserve it, right? A watch to guard from loss or injury by keeping the eye upon and thus deferring from another word, which is properly to ex prevent escaping. In essence, it's not saying just prevent them from, from harm or from escaping a sudden confine. That's passive watching. It means, well, I'll give an example. I took my kids to the park today. I left them playing the football in the center of the park, and then I was doing a prayer walk around the park. Now, I was, I was watching them, I was keeping them, but they were not my primary focus at the time. I always kept them in my line of sight. If 
I mean, for, at, at some point, one of them kicked the ball outside the park over the road. And then I stopped my prayer to make sure we could get it safely. So I was not delinquent with them, but I was focused on my prayer while watching to make sure nothing wrong happened to them. That is G5442, right? That is the word philaso or fulaso, right? But that is not what God is talking about here. He's saying, the Bible, or, or the, the, the lexicon says this is akin to theorio, right? Listen, which means to look at attentively, to survey, to enjoy the presence of one. In essence, the word keep here doesn't just mean protect from harm. It means make your focus, Lord. So Jesus is saying, Lord, make them your primary attentive focus. Mm. Make sure that they are primarily on your radar. Now, this is what we all pray for. When we talk about breakthrough, this is what the average believer means. Lord, show up in my life in a manner that means you are actively engaged in the affairs that concern me. This is what many of us refer to as bokar, rising, shining, right? Well, Jesus gives the game away here. You know, Jesus is trying to put us on some real game. The only way the Father can keep us in the world, in essence, if you and I are going to be involved in the cosmos, we're not of it, but we must be involved in it, right, uh, as priests, it, the only way to successfully be in a system that is, as I said to you last week, designed to attack the word and will of God. So being in the cosmos is like step because it knows you are not of it. So the only way to, to survive, keep you, meaning to actively attend to your welfare while you it. And the Bible says he can only do so by his name. Let's look at that. Mm, God is good. Thine own, meaning your own. That's obvious. Excuse me. That's obvious. And in the word name, Onoma. Uh, if you're from where I'm from, not Onome. Um, I'm only half joking. It's a common name for my part of Nigeria. Onoma, which means, listen, the name used for everything which the name covers. Everything the thought or feeling of which is aroused in the mind by mentioning, hearing, remembering the name. For example, one's rank, authority, interests, pleasure, command, excellences, decrees. Mm. And at its root, it literally means character and authority. So remember last week we looked at the concept of seeing yourself as a priest. This is the this is the natural progression of that thought. It is the fact that if you are going to be a priest and quote and unquote experience Bukhar, rise, enjoy a life of victory as God has ordained, he will have to keep you. And the only way he can keep you is by giving you a name. And I'm not talking about the mention of the name. 
I'm talking about the conf good to see Vanessa. I'm talking about the confines that come with being under the authority and restricted by the character that the name alludes to. In essence, the concept of alignment and the lifestyle of a priest, while being primarily to give God an expression in the cosmos, has a secondary benefit. Is It is the way he keeps you and allows the benefit of being kept in that cosmos. What it means is, when a believer sells out in their priesthood, there are two horrible consequences. Consequence one is that heaven loses the ability to have a hologram that is set apart for its agenda in the earth. Whatever you are, and we looked at last week, every priest is chosen from among men for men, right? We looked at the fact that, I will see this in verse 19 in a second, to remind ourselves that Jesus says, I consecrate myself for them. So the first primary uh, loss is that whatever set of people or system or territory your priesthood is designed to cover will lose exposure to the express dealings of God because you have abdicated your priesthood. If you are a priest to your biological family, I'll give you an example. If I abdicate my priesthood to my natural family, my wife and my children, it means that my wife will lose the blessing of a God at work in our home that I, as the priest of the home, was designed to facilitate. If you as a wife abdicate your priesthood, your family will lose, even though you're not the quote-unquote head of the home, will lose the flavor of heaven's uh, savor that you as a priest, as a wife and a, and a mother, were assigned to bring. Uh, my children, God forbid, would lose the example. For instance, today, uh, I promised my boys we'd go to the park when I was done praying. Uh, pray, I think they must have... I, I, well, I don't know if I'm right about this because I've never discussed with them. But it was very interesting to me that exactly one hour into my prayer, they came knocking at my door. I said, I'm praying at 11. And at 12, my children came to knock on my door. I don't know if that's an accident. Something in them said, don't disturb daddy for an hour. He's going to be there for at least one. Anything after an hour, we can now start trying our luck. I thought that was fascinating. And of course, uh, today, the prayer lasted about an hour and 40 minutes for me today. And between 12 noon and 12.40, they knocked on my door three times. And the question was, are you done praying? Again, I, don't, I, I might just be overthinking this, but it made me wonder if at 10 and 9, or soon to be 10 and soon to be 9, they have already clocked the fact that my father is a praying man. And when he starts to pray, there is a minimum amount of time I expect him to be praying for. 
that is an example of priesthood. Now, if all I did was sit at home all day watching TV and drinking alcohol, it would be enforcing a different type of mental imprint on their minds. And so I'm not even talking about me praying for them now or teaching them about God. But just you see how just living my everyday life can itself be a platform of priesthood. So when you abdicate your priesthood, the first side effect is God loses his entrance into your jurisdiction and his ability to fully express his kingdom ethos in and around you. But as I'm showing you here, let's go back, Chrissy. <laughs> Delora says, they'll know what time the booze runs out to. Yes, that's true. <laughs> they say, okay, well, daddy's been drunk for two hours. I think he should be sobering up now. So maybe he can take us to the park now. May that never be our portion in Jesus' name. Now, so he's saying here, the second consequence of the abdication of priesthood in essence living a life outside his name is that he cannot keep you and this is painful when you think it through this is what part of what the bible means when it says seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be established that the act of pursuing quote-unquote success and the carnal KPIs of success in the world system over and above the call to be separate while in the world will guarantee that God's grace cannot sponsor your success. Let me say that again. Let me try and rephrase that in, in, in a different word. By the way, this is the verse I am referring to. Let me highlight that on the screen. Or let me highlight the bit I'm talking about. If we agree that we are called to be in the world, it means we will be exposed to the forces that govern the cosmos. And remember, the devil told Jesus, in fact, Jesus called the devil the God of this world. So that was Paul. Satan tells Jesus that, all the kingdoms of this world and their power and the glory are mine to give. And Jesus doesn't challenge the veracity of that statement. So being in the world means that you are in enemy territory. It means that you are existing in a realm that is governed by your arch enemy. It means that you are trying to function in a system that is by design hostile. Hear me. The world is hostile by design. It's not, an, it's not an accident. Sickness, disease, poverty, failure, depression, attacks, uh, disappointments, they are feature, not a bug. Stop crying about how the world is hostile, believer. It is designed, you're, you're, you are called to, you were born into a conflict. Deal with it. And for those of you who think that the answer is then to embrace the compromise of like Satan told Jesus bowing to him. Yes, uh, he, will, he will tone down the conflict against you for a season and in a manner. 
Uh, but the devil giveth and the devil taketh away. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. It is only the blessing that comes from God that makes rich and adds no sorrow. Every other blessing has institutionalized sorrow as part of it. So you have two, you have three options. Option one is just try and make it in the world without any allegiance. Good luck to you. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know how that's going for you if you've tried it. Option two is to compromise like Satan told Jesus so that he can give you access to the kingdoms of the world. Well, there will be a level of benefit with the, at the cost of your soul. And hear me, when the Bible says uh, a man... What does it gain? What does it? What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Um, Vanessa doesn't work. But does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Hear me by the spirit. Um, yes, eternal damnation is a part of that sentence. <laughs> it is not the only part of the sentence. Going to hell is not the only way to lose your soul. In fact, going to hell is the final bus stop on the journey of losing your soul. You can lose your soul long before you end up in hell. What's your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. The pursuit of life sponsored, you know, I put something on social media, was it yesterday, the day before. That when a spirit gives you, you know, I, I read from the Bible where it says, no man lights a candle and puts it on a bushel. And I was fellowshipping with the Lord again about myself and those who I'm responsible for. And God said, son, relax. I can't bring you to Bokar and leave you and the people you love insignificant. He says, no man lights a candle, puts it on a bushel. It'd be stupid for me to give you light and then to bury you. And then the spirit of the Lord said to me that whatever spirit sponsors your visibility meaning takes you from under the bushel is claiming responsibility for your light in, in essence the spirit has a has a has a that spirit god or any other spirit yahweh or any other spirit i mean has an agenda for granting you visibility and significance it is usually because it believes that the outcome of your life in the public space or the place of visibility and significance will further its agenda. Hear me, Satan can bless you. Satan can raise men. I've seen it happen. Um, for instance, as part of what the Lord's been dealing with me about Nigeria moving forward, I've had several dreams over the last three, four years about a generation of Nigerian spiritual leaders. Some positive, some horrible. Some of you guys are about to be very shocked about some of the people that you hero worship and what's about to come out about them in the next few years. If your faith in God is not grounded solid, you will literally be shaken. Because not every person who rises was risen by God. Not everybody who rises calling God's name was elevated by God. God elevates you when he is confident that the outcome uh, the scripture puts it this way. He says, uh, remember those who brought you to the word of the Lord, your leaders, he says, observe the outcome of their well-lived lives. Observe the 
outcome of their well-lived lives the bible says this is the amplified version observe the outcome of their well-lived lives and then follow their faith in essence whatever is responsible for your elevation wants others to observe the outcome of your life it wants to put you in a place where the outcome of your life is a public spectacle because it believes it will garner some benefit so god says if i, I know I, I don't want to call names but there's there's men in our generation who have risen that god has said observe this man so for this man the outcome of his life is to tell me that the path that i am currently on pays god says see look at what i did with this your brother Look at his backstory. So now I can observe the outcome of his life as an inspiration to pursue with even more vigor the journey of alignment I have been on. But when another spirit elevates another man, it wants you to also observe the outcome of their life. The carnality, the iniquity, the, the self-aggrandizement, the arrogance, the narcissism, right? Because it wants you to follow it as well. And end up in the same place but 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 let's go back to where i was coming from because i don't want to get too sidetracked about this so uh chris let's go back to the to okay so if you are not kept within the ecosystem of the name it means you can't go through option three and option three is you are not neutral and you don't compromise to the enemies uh by nodding to him, it then means that a power stronger than the world system is able to enforce your rising, even in the midst of the hostility and opposition of that world system. In essence, the call to priesthood, to holiness, to alignment, is not just that God can find expression through you, that's number one, but secondarily, it's that he can find expression to defend you and promote your elevation in the fulfillment of your destiny. And so, in abdicating your call to priesthood, ah, Lafianama, let me, let me, let me, let me give it to you with scripture. The Bible says that those who pursue lying vanities forsake their own mercies. And this is Jonah chapter 2. Let's go to Jonah chapter 2. Well, yes, Delaroth, the end of a thing is definitely more important than the beginning. That is correct and true. So Jonah chapter 2, let's go there. Jonah chapter 2. Verse 7 says, When my soul fainted within me, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came up to you in your holy temple. Listen, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. This is the fallacy of saying, uh-uh, in a priesthood I go chop. Is it prayer I would chop? Is it holiness I would chop? This is the, the fallacy in saying, but put the Bible aside, Jerry. No, let's be real. <laughs> you want as a kingdom operative to rise like Daniel in a system called Babylon 
that is designed to enslave the heritage of Israel's kinship with God. You are either going to have to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's idol and take the consequence that comes with it, or there is going to have to be a God who can keep you through the fire. And like Daniel, take you through the lion's den and take what the enemy meant for evil and use for your elevation. If you in the process get so focused on enjoying or trying to mine the benefit from the world outside the call to priesthood to that world, you are observing or pursuing lying vanities. And the Bible says you will forsake your mercy. You will abdicate your kingdom inheritance on the very road you are pursuing it on. If, if the concept of your priesthood is aborted and your focus is on making it. And making it could be anything. Making it getting married, having children, succeeding in your career, succeeding in politics. And listen to me, those of us who are called to ministry. Making it in ministry. Mm. This is how a man who started out trying to see revival in his generation ends up at a witch doctor's groove paying money for power to grow his ministry because somewhere along the way success has been divorced blessing has been divorced bokar has been divorced from being a hologram of god's greatness through your rising in priesthood and has now become an end in itself you are now let's go back chrissy you are now observing or pursuing lying vanities and notice jonah's response jonah's answer to this problem is i will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving i will pay that i have vowed salvation is of the lord notice sacrifice paying a vow and salvation being of the lord with that understanding now let us go to romans chapter 12. holy spirit how did i do so i think we've wrapped up last week let's go to romans chapter 12 well not completely but enough to go to romans chapter 12. so romans chapter 12 let's go there kadesh and jeremy if you're watching daddy would like some water if possible some some hot water if you can help me out that'd be great Alrighty, so Romans chapter 12 now. Let's let's put do I want to go into Romans 12 today? Cause this is gonna be deep. And I don't want you to I don't want to us to chew so much that food starts to pour out of our mouth. Or fall out of our mouth. I'm tempted to just bring it to a close here for now. But okay. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. So notice the, 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 the call is by mercy. Not by fear. Not by anxiety. Not by the worry that you go to hell. Not by the worry that God will replace you in his plan. Are all these things valid? Yes. Can you go to hell? Yes, you can go to hell if you want to. Can you, or if you... <laughs> If you meet the requirements, uh, 
Can you be replaced in God's plan? Yes. But that is not the motivation by which God gets you into the ministry of the priesthood. It is by his mercies. In essence, God will usually give you a foretaste of his goodness. Are you hearing me, somebody? There will be a promise or an exposure to the goodness of God that is designed to convince you that the journey of alignment with him is ultimately for your benefit. Growing up in Nigeria, uh, there's this thing we call suya. Uh, if you've never been to Nigeria and you've never had roadside suya, S-U-Y-A, uh, you are not permitted to die. Um, <laughs> like, all right, my water is here. One second, guys. Like, um, like Simeon said that God promised him that he would not see death. Thank you, sir. Until he had seen the promise of the Messiah. You know, like my brother Reverend Gideon would say that the progression of your visionary uh, encounters is that, yes, you will see death. But it is only after seeing the Messiah that you are permitted to see death, if you're Simeon. Then I, I am beseeching and praying for you that while you will someday see death if Jesus tarries, I am asking on your behalf that you do not see death until you have tasted suya. And I'm only half joking. Suya is amazing. Every time I touch down in Nigeria, um, on my way home to wherever I'm staying, the first stop I make is suya. And because I'm a pescatarian, uh, it's usually a guilty pleasure. So my first night, uh, once in the middle and then my last night. But anyway, I digress. Kitty, wonder how does a pescatarian eat? And suya, by the way, is roasted. Roasted uh, is a certain kind of meat. It's not just normal meat. It's a certain kind of cow meat. It's thin and spicy and ooh la la. Anyway, uh, obviously I haven't been to Nigeria for four years, so you can tell I'm missing suya. But I'm coming this year, by the way. Get ready. But jokes apart, when you go to buy suya, there's a custom in the Nigerian space where you will, um, Chrissy says it's roadkill. No, it is not roadkill, Chrissy. Um, and if it, even if it is, I don't care. I'm only joking. I would care if it was roadkill. The suya merchant will permit you to taste his suya. So when you get there, he will cut a few slices of the meat for you, dab it in some sauce or some, some spice, and give it to you. He is confident that you will love the taste so much that you will order a large amount. I must confess, when I was younger and a lot poorer, I was one of those um, detestable people. Now I can say it was detestable. Then I thought it was being smart, but now I know it's horrible. I was one of those detestable people who would, uh, on a given night when I had no money, go to six or seven different suya joints and taste the suya of seven or eight different poor, uh, we call them uh, malams. <laughs> and so by the time I've taken a two pieces from 10 or so, I'm full. 
or we're not full, but I'm okay and I don't need to buy any. That was horrible. Uh, I don't advise you to do it. This was before Jesus really changed my life. Um, this was before I had an encounter with the Lord for real. Um, but anyway, I digress. God will let you taste his suya. Let's go back to Chrissy, Romans 12. By his mercies, he will beseech you. There will be a foretaste of glory, the Bible calls it. The earnest, the Bible calls it the earnest of your salvation. This is Romans chapter 8 now. And it is that initial experience plus the promise of a future by which he asks you to surrender to the priesthood. In essence, present your body as a living sacrifice. God loves you enough to know that just the assignment of being a hologram will not carry you through certain moments where priesthood is not convenient. God is not a user. He is the one who said, don't muzzle the ox that treads the corn. If you are the ox and treading the corn is your call to priesthood, he wants there to be something in it for you. So he will give you promises and for foreboding encounters with his goodness. Something to whet your appetite. He then says in pursuance, like Jesus, for instance, the Bible didn't say, Bible said, the Bible didn't say for the joy of saving the world or, 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 or for the privilege of having saved the world. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. His primary assignment was to save humanity. But just saving humanity would have been unfair to, to ask him to go through Gethsemane, Pilate's house, Herod's, you know. So there was a, beyond just the fact that the world would be saved and pleasing his father. The Bible says there was a joy set before him that caused him to despise the shame. And endure the cross and one of the expressions of this joy is that there is now a name above every other name set aside in essence jesus had something to drag him through the dog days of his priesthood say amen if you understand what i mean gerald says the vegetarians chrissy put that Chrissy, put your troublesome brother's comment on the screen. Esther, see your husband. He says, vegetarians will have a problem with the Syria joke, so they may have to stay alive till the second coming. <laughs> Esther, that's your husband. This is your man. Chrissy, that's your brother. Folks, that's my son. I still claim him. <laughs> but like I was saying, God doesn't expect you to be able to last in your priesthood solely based on being a hologram. And, and this is where people like me used to struggle. I used to struggle a lot with this because I was raised to love God for God. And yes, that's number one. You love him all your heart, soul, and strength. You don't, you don't pursue God for what you can get. No. So the concept of expecting a reward for my obedience to his consecration for many years was anathema to me 
And when I say many years, I mean up until very recently, up until a few years ago. Up until maybe four or five years ago. I knew it was godly. I knew it was biblical, but I just struggle. And, and to be honest, I'll be honest with you guys, there's times I still struggle with it. There's days where I still struggle with that concept because I don't want to give in to the abuse of it that is pervasive in the church to where God is now a pocket calculator and a genie in a bottle. But it's in your Bible, as you can see. Let's go back, Chrissy. I didn't write it. God did. By his mercies. Paul is... So, the, 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 the beseeching is by the mercies. The way God pleads with you is by his goodness. But what he has done in saving you already, what he has done in, 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 in keeping you out of the clutches of eternal damnation, that's the first mercy. But he says mercies, not mercy. It goes beyond that, his goodness to you. The fact that he didn't give you what you deserved. That even when you were lying, you know, whoring, so and so, and I'm talking to the men primarily, not just the women when I use the word whoring, right? That in spite of all that, see, ladies and gentlemen, if God gave me what I deserve, I won't be sitting with you here now. When I look over the course of my life, even in the days where I'm frustrated at the lack of certain things I want to see, I'm reminded that even what I do see is by his mercy. That God has been far better to me than I could ever hope to be to myself. David put it this way, if you were to mark transgressions, who would stand? I was reading Deuteronomy this past week. You know, Kingdom Culture, um, we're on a Bible study plan to read through the entire Bible in 180 days in our WhatsApp group. And in more than one place in Deuteronomy, Moses warns the Israelites, he says, see, when God brings you into the land he's about to give you, kingdom culture, hear me, there is an amazing thing about to happen to in and through us and for us. God is about to be spectacularly good to us. And, and he, see, a hand from heaven may slap you if you forget, if you start to, see, guys, if the day ever comes where I come on this platform and I start to tell you how, you know, it is, you know, this is what I did for God to bring me and us here. 10 steps to this. 17 principles of this. If, if I ever start to sound like we are walking in the blessing God is about to bring us to. Solely because of our alignment. Please just cut this video out and send it to me please. I give you my permission right. Cut this video out. Send it to the Kingdom Culture email address and say please send this to Reverend Israel. You know why? You will save me from aborting what God is about to bring. Because it would be foolish to assume that everything good that comes your way is something you deserve. That's the concept of mercy. Mercy is God giving you better than you deserve. Like I told you guys last year, mercy is the council in heaven meeting and saying, let's replace this guy. And the Holy Spirit is saying, no, we can't replace him because of the sacrifices he's made. Yes, he's messed up. Yes, he's not kept the quota of, of, of prayer a day we assigned to him for a season. But we're still going to give him the promotion and his house, the promotion that they should have. That is mercy. And ladies and gentlemen, that is my story. I will never assume that a day comes when a day comes that my own righteousness has brought me to wherever God is taking me. However, let's go back, Chrissy. The mercies are a down payment. It is not God's intention that you die at the mercy stage. Many Christians only ever 
so can we share the bible plan okay um chrissy put that on the screen for me can we share the bible plan put that comment on the screen um right so this is what we're going to do um chrissy just put that comment on the screen for me about can we share the bible plan let's see how we do this so um to be a part of the plan you have to be part of our whatsapp group uh, that's the rule um so i'm trying to see uh if anybody in that group who is an admin is online right now um can we generate an invite link and put it in the comment section chrissy are you an admin of the the family congregational group if so let's generate an invite link and put it in the comment or let's see if i can do that myself so invite link okay copy link all right all right all right all right we gonna do this 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 okay so there we are so okay one second yeah because like i keep reminding those of us there we have many family members people who are part of our extended family who are not there so all right so cool so if you want to be there there you go um we will obviously when you come in we will observe you if you come in and you make trouble we'll kick you out but i'm sure nobody here wants to make trouble so cool let's move on um god doesn't want it to end at the mercy stage in essence there is a stage of god's goodness that is just mercy based and then there is a stage that is mercy plus your alignment so like i said the day should never come where you think that only your alignment has no 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 but there are levels of god's goodness that mercy alone cannot succeed in bringing your way and this is what verse 1a and verse 2 are saying chrissy come down just oh no actually that's me i'm the one to scroll down no 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 go back sorry i thought you were sharing the screen it's me so i'll scroll down so it says the mercy is designed to provoke you to the deeper levels of alignment and priesthood that you present your body a living sacrifice like jonah said don't forsake your mercies by pursuing lying vanities present your bodies a living sacrifice holy that word again holy and acceptable unto god this is your reasonable service and don't and we're going to look at this next week don't be conformed to this world remember you are in the world we looked at that yes last week and today but don't be conformed to it how can you keep from being conformed to the world by being transformed we look at all these words next week by the renewing of your mind there's a paradigm shift that must occur and this is not just about on because when people talk about renewing the mind in the body of christ we think about just uh scripture right uh this is more than just scripture ladies and gentlemen this is more than just mm, 
It's more than just reading the Bible so you can quote it. Um, Chrissy, where's my my comment with the WhatsApp link? It doesn't seem to have gone up. What happened to it? Let, let me try again. Yep, 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 Chrissy. Yep, yep, answer is yep. All right, so. So if we can find it and release it. And so, um, like I was saying, where was that? What was I saying now? It's more than just reading the Bible. And being able to quote it. It says my comment didn't comment. <laughs> okay, Chris, I'm going to, for some reason, I don't know what's wrong with my device here. I'm going to send it to you. If you could put it in the comment section, that would be great. Uh, so I'm going to send it to you. Just help me copy and paste it into the comment section. So, and yes, the answer to everybody asking me the question is yes. Uh, and so where was I now? Yes. It's more than just reading the Bible so you can quote it. It's more than just saying, no smoke, don't drink. Don't fornicate. That's all part of it. It means your fundamental approach to life and the way you think will change. It means your paradigm of reality, priority, and decision-making value system will change. Um, it means you literally become a your brain is reformatted with a different operating system that the operating system that governs the cosmos the the make it by any means system the the hustle system the the um get married and prosper system of 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 judging life and progress um christy i'm still waiting for that please of judging life and, and progress is replaced with a dimension of thinking. Thank you. A dimension and a mode of thinking that is compatible, simpatico with the ethos of the kingdom and our place as priest in that kingdom. The Bible says... That when that happens, then you will prove the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. And contrary to what we were taught in Sunday school, God is not schizophrenic. He doesn't have three wheels. That one is only good. It's what we're taught. There's one will that is just good. There's one will that is merely acceptable. Then there's a perfect will. And so many of us use that to justify doing something that is outside God's will. So we can call the word was the acceptable will. No. God has one will for your life in every situation. It's either good, perfect, and acceptable, or bad, imperfect, and unacceptable. 
There are not three levels or, or three, um, what's the word now? Three, help me, English is my first language. Three phases, no. Three, help me, help me somebody. Three extents or three shades to the will of God. In essence, God has tears is what I'm looking for. Thank you, Chrissy. Three tears to the will of God. Now, so God has an outcome for your life, like Jeremiah says. A, 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 a perfect end. He knows the thoughts he thinks towards you of good and of peace to bring you to an expected sorry end. A future and a hope. There is beauty in his allocation for you. There is, there is, there is amazing, extravagant beauty in what God has for you. But the mercy stage of his goodness cannot deliver you all that he has for you. There is a dimension to which you must surrender to the call to be a priest. To be a living sacrifice and offer your life. So remember, it says present your bodies as a sacrifice. Only a priest presents sacrifice. So you are the priest and your offering is your life. As holy, like we looked at last week. As set apart. As not for the enjoyment of carnal outcomes. But for the furtherance of God's agenda. With the enjoyment of the outcomes as a benefit that God gives you as a side effect. Then he says that then you can prove. What prove that means? You can demonstrate the reality of the fact that he has a will. There are people who are misjudging God because you and I have not yet proved his will. A daily lay down life. Yes, Vanessa. There are people who... In fact, you yourself are misjudging God because you have not proved his will. And every once in a while, God will show you another human being who has proved more of his will than you have. Somebody who has given in more to the demands of divine alignment than you so that you can see the outcome of their life. And this is why it's good to have good friends and good role models and good mentors and leaders. Because God can use the people in your space to either provoke you to good works or Satan can use them to comfort you or comfort you in your misalignment and stupidity. If you have ever been jealous of a person who is doing something God's way for the results they get, it is your subconscious mind telling you that is what you can be if you surrender to the demands of alignment. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the season where we will prove God's will in all its fullness. Hear me by the Spirit. We will prove God's will in all its fullness. We will prove it. See, men will look at us and say it pays to yield to God in this season. I've made up my mind that the generation will use my life as a benchmark of whether or not it pays to give their lives wholly to God. 
nobody will point to me as a cautionary tale of why we need to apply wisdom in serving God. Are you hear me? I made up my mind. Nobody will point to me and tell their children, see, you better calm down with this, your zeal for God, or you end up like that guy. No. I'm the guy that parents will say, hey, I want you to chase God. Look at that man. Uh-uh. In fact, people will say, no, 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 come. You know, you see, when I was growing up, parents would tell you, see, we better tone your prayer down and study for your exams, and you should study for your exams. That's not what I'm saying. But this is your God, 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 God. Just, you know, do it small, small, you know, so you can make headway with your life. Um, I want to be the reason why a parent tells their child, you only prayed four hours today, my friend. Or I'll go back and pray some more. <laughs> or, or, or here you are messing around. You call yourself a Christian, you're compromising. Can't you see Apostle Israel? No, no, I want you to be, I, I want to be the reason why people give their all to God and endure the process that comes with Bukhar because they constantly remember that no matter how long and hard it is for God to shape a destiny, I can be an example of what the end result looks like. That's what he meant when he says, observe the outcome of their well-lived lives. Hebrews chapter 13. I just need to show you that. Hebrews chapter 13. As we begin to close tonight. Don't run anywhere. We're going to pray. Uh, and then I have an announcement to make. Hebrews, we're also going to take on, uh, give you an opportunity to give. If you want to give, the de you can do that all service long. The details are in the video description. They'll be on the screen in a second. Hebrews chapter 7, chapter 13, sorry, from verse 7. It says, remember them. This, see, this, is, this should be the cost of entry to being a spiritual leader. If you're not ready to give yourself to this, you don't deserve to lead anybody spiritually. Please step aside. Let people find leaders that actually will be used by God to benefit their lives. Okay. Remember them that have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. What's the end? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, day, and forever. Now, let's look at that in the, let me see now. Okay. So, uh, let's go to Bible.com so we can look at that in the Amplified version. Because the Amplified version just is a masterpiece where, this verse is concerned come on now there we go so hebrews chapter 13 hebrews chapter 13 ya kuman sila palakia tuna hebrews chapter 13 um Right, so read the full chapter, and I want this in the Hula Kula Va Palekunaya Sepeya in the Amplified Bible. Hebrews chapter 13. No, no, no. One second. Uh, yes. Remember, okay, let's, let's blow this up for the screen. All right. So, Hebrews chapter 13 from verse 7. 
Remember your leaders, for it was they who brought you the word of God. Consider the result of their conduct, in bracket, the outcome of their godly lives, and imitate their faith. I think it's Amplified 2000 that says their well-lived lives. Imitate their, oh, is it, one second, one more second, no, 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 one second. So this is the Amplified, that's the, so there's another Amplified, the classic, let's see what the Amplified classic says. Uh, right, verse 7, yes, this is the one I'm looking for. Remember your leaders and superiors in authority, for it was they who brought to you the word of God. Observe attentively and consider their manner of living, in bracket, the outcome of their well-spent lives. In essence, you observe them and you come to the conclusion that this life was well-spent. That it pays to give your all to God in priesthood. And then imitate their faith. What's their faith? Their conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things. The provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. And their leaning of the entire human personality on God. In absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the definition of a life of priesthood. And the Bible says when you and I do it, not only does it benefit us, it becomes a benchmark for men and women watching us in our days and even when we are long gone. And then he says, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is always the same. Yes, meaning there's a confidence that what God does for one, he will do for another. Yabonasiaka, what God does for one. He will do for another. Meaning, if it worked for Reverend Israel, it'll work for me. If it worked for Vanessa, it'll work for me. If it was worth it for Delarus, it'll be worth it for me. This is the pathway God is calling us to in this season. Lift your hands and let's pray for a few moments. Father, I've declared your counsel to the best of my strength and the wisdom and the utterance that you've given me tonight. Let my words not just be material for someone's sermon journal. Let it not just be, wow, that was a deep word, good, awesome. No. Write it credibly on the tables of someone's heart. Engrave it in a manner that cannot be erased. Let tonight be the beginning of someone's journey into eternal destiny. Let these words open a dimension and a portal for someone to take a journey of alignment that results in a generational destiny. To you be all the glory and all the praise for the greatness, Lord, that will be triggered by tonight. Come just like you promised. Come just like you said you would. Do not delay. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord tonight. 
Ayekombalian doj navrieko rabaste kalabronan kapelies tule krabadia koma sebreto nembra kishtava zeborian te labas nahatika. Isn't God good? Tell your neighbor, say, isn't God good? The answer is, of course he is. Alrighty, couple of announcements real quick and I'll let you go tonight. Uh, first of all, um, this Sunday, Chrissy, do we have a flyer for it? Let's let me know. Do we have the flyer for General Assembly this Sunday? This Sunday is the General Assembly. The first Sunday of every month uh, is the General Assembly. Okay. Once you upload it, just plaster it across the screen. Uh, and we are gathering in the city of Nottingham. Uh, to lift up a banner of praise, thanksgiving, and exaltation to the Lord. And so we would like you to join us both virtually and in person. If you can get down to Sheffield, you are welcome. Uh, Nottingham, sorry. Did I say Sheffield? Sorry, Nottingham. We're gathering in Nottingham. Nottingham, Nottingham, not Sheffield. I love Sheffield, but Nottingham. Uh, there we go. So we are at Leonardo Hotel, Nottingham, formerly Jury's Inn on Station Street, literally two... One sixty seconds from the Nottingham train station. Uh, we'll also be online for those of you who can't make it, uh, but we'll want to see everybody who can come. That would be amazing. Uh, also, uh, I was planning to show you some pictures, but um, technology has failed me tonight. I'll sort that out by Sunday. Uh, but as many of you have heard by now, uh, we have acquired uh, uh, a facility in the area of central London called Holborn. It's literally 45 seconds walk from the Holborn train station, where we are now in the process of building uh, a, a, a central London missions base and center, an embassy from which we are now going to fully, we, we wanted to do this in November last year, due to both logistical and spiritual reasons we have postponed it but this year folks the ark is fully open what does that mean it means that if you are the kind of believer who wants to be able to gather every single sunday and during the week in a physical gathering with worship and music and prayer and ministry and an altar to go and pour out your heart out and in fellowship with other believers after service and to do life it means that we are finally about to resume that. I am so excited. Uh, uh, one of the things we're doing there is replanting the Kingdom Culture Worship Assembly. In essence, a local church under the auspices of Kingdom Culture. But there's a lot more than that. For those of you who are part of Kingdom Culture, uh, but also part of other uh, other church local churches, we're going to be uh, running a, a prayer 24-7 as God helps us prayer room out of that facility we're going to be doing community activities we're going to be running the children's ministry called royals uh, that is not just a sunday school on sunday for children while their parents attend church uh, the royals is actually one of the most uh impactful ministries in kingdom culture at the moment doing some awesomely amazing things um uh and and a broadcast center where we're going to be running kingdom tv and radio from there and also helping other ministries uh, with facilities that they can produce and broadcast content on their own platforms. Uh, there's going to be a, a recording studio and a live 
uh, music session room there for those who want to record albums, uh, groups who want to practice and rehearse. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a dream of ours now for the last four years. And we wanted it to be in central London and God has made it happen. Uh, and we just can't wait to open it up to the world for all the things that it will be used for. Now, um, we are asking for those of you who are part of our family, either as kingdom builders or just part of the family overall, who feel a burden. There's no pressure. There's no uh, compulsion. But starting from this Sunday in Nottingham, we are going to be raising a fund and an offering specifically to renovate and refurbish and get this place ready. So it's a great shell condition. I was going to show you the pictures. Uh, it's a great, it's a great facility. There's a lot of work and money that needs to be spent to make it the standard that our God de uh, deserves. There needs to be painting, carpets need to be changed, equipment needs to be bought. Hear me, staff needs to be hired to manage it, especially the media side and the and the community outreach side. And so uh, we are anticipating over the next few months that we're going to want to raise anywhere, depends on how quick it comes in from 25 to 50,000 pounds, uh, but definitely somewhere in the region of at least 20,000 pounds, because hear me, we want to be operational in February. Uh, April, sorry. Our plan is that the General Assembly in the month of April can hold in London at this facility. And so while it doesn't mean we need the entire building ready, it means that we need to have at least a section from which we will be holding services ready. And so, again, no compulsion, no pressure, but the details of how to give are the same for those of you who give offerings on a regular basis. Chris, if you put them up on the screen for me. Uh, they're also in the description of the video on Facebook and YouTube, whichever of the YouTube channels or Facebook platforms you're watching on. If you're listening or watching on the podcast platform, uh, we can't put the description in there. But if you send us an email, Chris, you just put the email on the screen as well, at contact at kculture.org for details on how you can be a part of this. Uh, we will be glad to send them to you as well. We're excited, folks. We are excited. We can't wait for God to do what he wants to do. And like Moses, I am believing in this season like we did when we we're raising uh, funds for Pastor Isaac's medical bills in Kenya. I'm looking forward to coming online and saying on air and saying, stop. We have more than enough. Keep the money for the next project. God bless you. Have an amazing week. Take care. Enjoy the grind of priesthood in the understanding that there is a will of God that has been assigned for your life, that you will have the grace to prove that generations to come can look and say, see what the Lord has done. The God of Israel, the God of Christy, the God of whoever you are, this God will be my God. Have an amazing week. I will see you this Sunday in person in Nottingham, but also online and at all the prayer watches along the way. Take care. Bless you. Bye-bye.
This is my song. 